Hello, everybody. Welcome. Hello. To today's edition. Welcome. You're going to keep... <laughs> that, that always throws me off. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Dune. <laughs> Welcome to Dune, Messiah. I am Emperor Steve Shadath. Five. Praise. <laughs> Praise. Praise me. Praise be Steve. Shadam. Shadam Steve. Yes. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Will. We got Shadam Steve here. Are you going to do that bit for the whole for the whole episode? Probably. I think you should. Success. You know, I was thinking about this today. I had like a I had like a prescience moment. Well, not prescience, but like I felt like I felt like I had like an epiphany. I felt like I had a spiritual moment. Mm, uh, we're recording this episode on a Tuesday, and this episode is actually going to be set to be released on a Tuesday. Don't so that's kind of like a oh, circle of life moment. Oh, yeah. Symbian circle. Yeah, exactly. And then I started thinking about the circle of life, and I started thinking about Elton John. And then I was like, mm, Elton John. Elton John. That would have been a really good choice for the emperor. No, <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I <laughs> no, as so. I think it would. The, the great thing about Elton John. Here's the thing about Elton John. Yeah. The great thing about him 80. is that there's that there are many different eras of Elton John that you can pick from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how's his active, right? Uh, it's pretty good. It's fine. It's, it's not pretty Christopher good. Walken. It's that's very true. I think Walken is the is, <laughs> is is going to be the choice. I think Walken's going to he's going to knock it out of the park. I have nothing but faith in Walken. It's, a, it's but, official, right? He has been cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the Dune like Twitter account has announced it, and I think they just shared like a video. I think they just like retweeted a video of Weapon of Choice, and that's it's how they video. announced it. <laughs> it's a good video, Fat Boy Slim. Yeah, absolutely. They just retweeted it, and that was like their announcement. He's in. I think that was his pitch. That's how he went for the role. I think he's like, guys, this is how I'm going to do this. And he just sent them the Weapon of Choice video. That video is all sex appeal. <laughs> it is fire. <laughs> It'll get you loose as a, as a goose. Yeah. Welcome to Prologue 2. Prologue 2? Yeah. Electric. Boogaloo, Dune, two, Electric Boogaloo, two. We we got a chapter introduction for you to for you to do, which you haven't done in a long time. Do we? All right. Yeah, and it's a big it's a big juicy one, and I, I want you to do. This open. I want you to do it in Shadam Steve. Let me get this. Let me take a look in the crack. Oh, oh, I got I got a story about a crack. That I'm going to save for the Patreon. Oh my you guys goodness. can go check that out. <laughs> Patreon.com slash chapter by chapter. <laughs> Such a rich store of myths enfolds Paul Muadib, the Mantat Emperor, and his sister, Aliyah. It is difficult to see the real persons behind these veils, but there were, after all, a man born Paul Atreides and a woman born Alia. Their flesh was subject to space and time. <laughs> and even though their oracular powers placed them beyond the usual limits of time and space, they came from human stock. They experienced real events 
which left real traces upon a real universe. To understand them, it must be seen that their catastrophe was the catastrophe of all mankind. This work is dedicated, then, not to Muad'Dib or his sister, but to their heirs, to all of us. Dedication in the Muad'Dib concordance as copied from the Tabla Memoriam of the Mahdi Spirit Cult. Now, for the audience, there's a very real possibility that Steve has workers all around his house that are probably listening to this right now. <laughs> <laughs> there's people on my roof. There's roofers. I probably just heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I had guys trying to deliver a fridge this morning. You should have seen it. They had measuring tapes. They said, I'm going to get this in there. I said, you can't get this in there. They turned around and they took it out. That happened. I forgot to tell you about that, too. But I got a lot going on over here. Yeah, you got fridges going in and out. You got roof. You got roof going yeah, on. You got people got climbing all over your off. building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ni- your life is a nightmare to me. But yeah, good job, right back thank at you. you, buddy. Thank, thank, thank you, Steve. Thank you. That was good. That was good. That was a good uh, first one back. I think you've uh, you've graduated in that voice a little bit. But then again, you've done that voice quite a bit. Three thousand years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's kind of my, it's kind of my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone absolutely. has a thing, right. right? Remember that from the nineties? Most of those people. Yeah, are I dead do. Now. I love that PSA. How old do you feel now? Twenty-seven. Remember that guy who's like, my thing's a T Rex. Well, it turns out that his vocal, he had vocal cancer. <laughs> no, his thing was sound effects, and then he's like, here's a T Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out dementia. <laughs> I like the tap dancing kid that was in the laundromat. And it's all Toronto. I think those are like the entire ad takes place in Toronto. And there's a bunch of places that you can probably point out and go like, I, I worked at that laundromat. I don't know if it is Toronto. It might have just been um, some. I some, eat pizza there. A clever DOP on that on that project. Mm, I okay. eat pizza at a lot of places. Oh, yeah? <laughs> all right, cool, cool, cool. cool there's cool. a spot in <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Where you can see where I, I, I eat pizza. I think they go to a pizza shop. Yeah, they go get a know, slice. They walk past Pizza Pizza. Okay, mm. Pizza Pizza, popular Canadian chain of pizza. But if you live out in the West, where we are, it's called Pizza Seventy Three for some goddamn reason. But it's the same fucking pizza. Well, it's not the same pizza, but there's something going on because if you get a dipping <laughs> sauce from Pizza Pizza, it says in small text on the dipping sauce Pizza Seventy Three. What the fuck's that about? I wonder what's the parent company. Isn't Pizza 73 available in the States? I don't know. I think they're available in in the States. Like, if they're available in the States and they're named Pizza 73, then it's official. Then the actual name is Pizza 73. I don't think that they're available in the States. I've never seen a Pizza 73 over there. But I think my, my guess is that the 73 is the parent. Because... You can find traces of 73 on Pizza Pizza, but you never see Pizza Pizza on 73. Do you guys have Little Caesars out there? Yeah. Okay. Little Caesars is is international. Everywhere well, like, in North America and in Greece. They're, they're, the, the, pizza, uh, the Little Caesars like slogan for a long time was just Pizza Pizza. So if, they, if the slogan is like trademarked, uh, 
in the West. I've never heard Little Caesars say pizza, pizza. I don't know. I th- I've seen it on tr- commercials. PSAs, I, Canadian PSAs. They're always like <laughs> hot and ready. Come get it. Yeah, but it used to be pizza, pizza. It was like the little caveman guy right next to it. He would be like, pizza, pizza. Well, that's different, though. That's like an Ooga Booga. That's an Ooga Booga. And these are different demographics of pizza. These are different pizza demographics anyways. That was back when... That was... A way- little Caesars was hitting the $5 hot and ready. Right? Pizza, pizza. Dude, Messiah. That's a big pie. <laughs> Let's Dune. get into this... this uh, Messiah. Whatever the fuck this is called. All right. To go, all right. Analysis so now, of right a now, history of Muad'Dib or something. Yeah, now we're getting into the why Bronzo this, Charles Bronson was in prison in the last this chapter. Should really just be called like spoilers. This this prologue, like he- heads up, everyone reading spoilers. Yeah. We're about to tell Pretty you much. everything that happens. Yeah. So like we right from the get go, right from that introduction you just read, we've got the catastrophe of Paul and Aaliyah is the catastrophe of all mankind. So something bad's gonna happen. Yep. Also, it's just dropped in there that Paul is now the Mentat Emperor. He's got so, Mentat abilities. He's got Mentat abilities. But that was in the last book as well. I think that's kind of like... full Mentat. No, no. I think that he's like fully trained over the last like 12 years in between and, books. And he's the Emperor. Yep. And we know that, that him and Aaliyah, because it says it's not dedicated to them, but to... They're heirs, so we know that they both have babies, a bunch of them. And those babies probably have babies, a bunch of them. Those babies probably have babies. Actually, we don't know. We'll have to see. We do know, because it says heirs. But maybe they're, but like, at the very last line, he says, to all of us. So maybe they're heirs. This, what Bronzo was referring to is the rest of mankind. Like, we're the, the mankind is like, the heir of the Atreides. Have you people say they're related to Genghis Khan? Because it's like there is some statistic out there that's like like a huge amount of the of the world is technically related to Genghis Khan or something like that. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if I believe yeah, it. Yeah. I used to know a woman who used to claim that she was a descendant of Genghis Khan, and honestly, she spent about ninety five percent of her time sitting at her PC playing Neopets. I was thought you were gonna say <laughs> she spent most of her time raiding villages. No, she did it. This was like 2003. Neopets was was doing strong. I think it's back. I think Neopets is back. That's a I think Neopets thing. is back. Yeah. yeah. Same with RuneScape. RuneScape was uh, disappeared for a little while, but now I it's back it. in a big bad way. I don't think if it ever did. It seems to still be that same version that people were playing like 20 years ago. Yep, pretty much. I think it's got like some graphical enhancements, but not. I don't think so. Not not a lot. Not a lot, if anything. I and I got. I don't want to go. I don't ever want to go back to RuneScape. I want to go back to Dune. If there was a DuneScape, DuneScape. Now we're talking. I'm in. I never played yeah. RuneScape, but I'd play DuneScape. You All I, I did was mine RuneScape because I was like, this looks horrible. Yeah, because you were like 18 and 19 years old when it was like when everybody was playing it. I was like, I'm going to play anything that's not this. I was five. <laughs> yeah you probably were five even when i was five i wouldn't have i wouldn't have stood for that shit probably not no i've been like you probably had way, a, way better stuff been like give me a little monkey in a hat chasing a banana around that's what i want that's a good game yeah that's a bunch of games that was on it was like free online games.com you can get that you can play that monkey game i'm talking about donkey kong you fucking asshole oh no i never played donkey kong i was talking about i think this game was called spank the monkey 
<laughs> he was like, ha ha. <laughs> you, they, didn't you tell me you used to play that with your uncle? Uh, uh, that's for the Patreon. We'll save that. We'll save that story for the Patreon. Uh, okay. So, yes, you're right, Steve. This chapter should be called spoilers, but it also should be ca- called previously previously on because we get a little bit of caught up. We get a little caught up on where we're at in the world. We did that in the last chapter as well. But there are other things that are kind of going on in this in this uh, in this second half of the prologue that he's like. There's a lot of historians in now because of Paul and his his influence on the universe. And because of Paul's influence, there are a lot of historians and people uh, that have opinions about his rule, mm-hmm. which makes me think that there's just been an influx of content creators that have their own like little their little dune tube. You know, they go like, well, hey, everybody, mean- welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my channel. Those people like trying to live stream <laughs> all of this book as it's happening. <laughs> Today we're going to go over uh, my top five favorite Paul Atreides uh, quotes, books. How many books do you think Paul Atreides has written at this point in that 12 year period? Seven. Probably a few. Um, well, he's basically the thing is, is if Paul is basically becoming Hitler or some like it does seem like he's on a Hitler type path on a dictator yes. type path. So, yeah. I mean, even if you look at the past 100, 200 years of, of our, of our history of human history, I mean, even 500 years. Yep. There's most historians are going to be centralized and focused uh, on the mid 1900s for a reason. Yep. Because that is when the Kwisak Haderach existed. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not Ooh. talking about I'm not talking about Hitler. I'm talking about Ernest Hemingway. Oh these yeah. are Kwisak Haderach? I don't know, man. D- right on. <laughs> I love how developed this bit is. <laughs> this is how all my bits are. I develop them yeah. like film. I put them in a dark room. I turn all the lights off. Everything goes red. Then, I think, uh, no, you were just watching The Batman again. <laughs> that movie fucking sucks. I've been no, watching it's more awesome. Of that movie it's so good. sucks. It's so good. You it just sucks. hate everything. That, it's so good. I don't hate it. It is everything. cinema. You hate everything. That movie. I feel like you saying uh, I hate everything is the defense mechanism for you hating everything. Uh, I'll I'll show you a defense mechanism. It's called Kung Fu. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to punch me in the face. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we get caught up a little bit on uh, the fact that Paul is now emperor. But, like you said, there are spoilers that are going on. And what we do know that happens is uh, Duncan comes back. As a Gola. Yeah, they said he comes back as a Gola, which is, I think, a reanimated flesh. Point for Steve right off the bat here. Hey, I'll take that. I thought you were going to tell me that that's not a point, but. No, no, no. You you got a point. You got a big old fat point. I'm going to. Great. I had a whole check mark uh, planned ready to scream at you of why I will get a why I would get a point. Because I thought you were going to say that that's not a clone because it's reanimated flesh. No, it, it absolutely counts. Absolutely counts. And they they kind of get into it, it a little bit more in the next chapter anyways about what like what Duncan actually is I because it's not necessarily Duncan. 
I a little army of Duncans. Uh, yeah. Because at this point, we could just keep killing them and bringing them back. Yeah. And I also anticipate a bunch of Golobs, or whatever these things are called. That Golobs? Everyone's probably <laughs> going to have a Golob. I'd have one. I'd make one of you. Why would you want to make... I'm like the least interesting person you know. Yeah, but once you're as a zombie Golob, I'd just be like, go well, get me some chips. And you'd be like... Duh. And you go get him. All right. Or are they, is okay, like, that's not bad. Duncan is not... like He's not like a... He's sm- he's Is he smart? Is he the same? Does he have the same memories? Not necessarily. No. Well, we'll have to get into it because there's there's other things that kind of go on. Variations. Yeah. There's like there's a whole kinds of trippy shit. All right. So there's one thing that about this excerpt from this book that kind of confuses me is the time and place this excerpt takes place. Because uh, he's referring to events that haven't happened yet in this book that we're learning about yet he's imprisoned at the very beginning of this book so like at what point is this guy at what point is charles bronson like right is writing this book and releases it and at what point uh, is he arrested he didn't write this this is copied from the Tabla Memoriam of the Mahdi Spirit Cult. No, 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 no. Right at the very end of this chapter, right at the very end of the thing, you find out that this whole thing is a quote oh, yeah, yeah, from, the from the Analysis of History. History. So that introduction thing is from a different book entirely. Oh, so many books. From probably dis- <laughs> from, from a different historian. Pa- it's not by uh, Bronzo. Bronzo, is it? Nah, it's just uh, it's oh from the Mahdi spirit cult. So just from like other like literally Muad'Dib, chi- right uh, yeah, yeah. There's you, one guy Muad'Dib who's priest. like, I am the historian, and everyone's like, sure you are, like exactly. I'm like that, kinda yeah. I mean, we're kind of <laughs> like that by with this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> now, uh, one thing that we haven't been like kind of spoiled about that we don't really know anything about. Is this character named Korba, who Korba. is like the leader of a of the Kizarat? And do you know what like Kizarat is? The Kizarak, the Hatterak, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know anything about Korba. I feel like I've encountered many characters named Korba in different video games and animes and things throughout yeah. my life most of them are snake-like usually based on some sort of cobra i think there was a guy in dragon Ball Z named korba maybe with a snake head i don't know yeah i made me think of koba from uh dawn uh dawn of the planet of the apes an ape koba yeah koba I, I would mean not, ape i did not remember him i remember him now He's a good ape. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Koba. All right, all right. So he's supposed to be leading some sort of conspiracy against Paul to make Paul into some sort of martyr in some way. Apparently, I did some digging on Korba to find out who Korba actually was. And Korba is a character. He might have been briefly mentioned in the first book, but he's like a lieutenant in the Fadekin uh, army that Paul uses to fight the Sardaukar. Fadekin? And the Battle of Erekin. Yeah, the Fadekin are like elite saying? troops. Uh, aren't those the Sardaukar? Fa- fa- 
Feta Keen. Well, like the, they're like the Fremen elite troops. Sardaukar oh, are Fremen. like different. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. But wouldn't wouldn't Paul at this point now have control of the Sardaukar because he's emperor now? So he wouldn't necessarily. I mean, Listen, he probably. Bud, used both. Uh, I don't know what's going on, so I can't answer any of these questions. Yeah, you would think so, but also I'm pontificating. Who knows? Who knows? He could become emperor and eradicate the Sardaukar altogether. Sauerkraut. Well, <laughs> nice. Well, the reason <laughs> why I'm bringing this up. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh, there's a line here that says through Korba's plan to make a martyr of Muad'Dib and place a blame, place the blame on Cheney, the Fremen concubine. So Specifically you mentioned concubine, too. So there's no marriage there. No right. marriage. Well, officially speaking, Paul is married to Irulan, but they're not partners in a way. And like they're not like in a relationship as far as the as far as the marriage goes it's just this official thing to kind of keep paul as emperor mm, political marriage yeah although i'm pretty sure that they have a child who turns into a giant worm baby but i don't know we don't know yet so cheney is might be blamed for corba's plot to turn paul into some sort of martyr and Korba might want to kill Paul to induce some sort of martyrdom, uh, stoke Korba the flames like of dick. revolution. We got to get Korba. Maybe, out yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. So, like, there's a there's a lot there that is that we we have to unpack. But I think it's going to be explained throughout the rest of this book. Right now, Frank Herbert's just giving you like little teases of things that are uh, going to happen. Well, it is also mentioned. It is also mentioned that Paul brought down the Spacing Guild. He brought it to its knees and put Aaliyah on the on the Benny Gesserit throne or something. Yeah, she's like leading the Benny Gesserit. But at that's this point. sort of just a, a little t- toss away, little throwaway line in there too, which is a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. Like, where does uh? Well, I mean, technically speaking, uh, Aaliyah's got the same sort of almost the same powers as Paul does, so she's got plenty of experience, probably thousands that, of I, years I, worth I'm, of experience. I mean, more so on bringing the spacing guild to its knees um effectively it sounds like he ended the spacing guild altogether it doesn't sound like he took over it i think i know i he didn't take over it i think it's more that the spacing guild had so much power before paul became emperor knees will but not dead there's difference between being on your knees and dead is there yes i don't know we're gonna have to find out. We're gonna have to find out. I think I think it has to do more with the fact that Paul, as the emperor, and the fact that he made Arrakis his home, ensured that he had complete and utter control over the spice. That now the spacing guild doesn't have the same sort of control that they used to have, and it's Could kind be. of crippled the spacing guild in in a, in a certain way. To its in terms in terms of like political power, in terms of knees. In terms of knees, yeah, they don't have a lot of knees anymore. But if once we start to look at some of the uh, a new character that happens later on in this book, you find out they don't necessarily need knees. No knees, no knees. Maybe some elbows, but well, knees optional. Yep. All right. I think that's everything that we need to do. We've already done too much of this episode, as far as I'm concerned. I thought we were only going to do like 15 minutes. Yeah. Me too. All right. <laughs> okay. You want to take us out of here? Take us out of here.
Thank you for listening. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Chap by Chap. And you can follow us on Instagram at Chapter by Chapter Podcast. And we will see you back here tomorrow for Chapter 1 of Dune Messiah! I'm back one more time to give our good friend Big Cheese Daddy the thanks he deserves for supporting us, keeping us afloat in this crazy, stupid show that we're doing that makes no sense and is way too big for us to even complete. I'm sure Steve and I have quit like seven times, even during the making of this season alone. But Cheese Daddy, we do it all for you. All right. This is this is everything is built for Cheese Daddy. We can't do it without him. If you want to be like Cheese Daddy, check out our Patreon. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah.